This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Makers, 1490 WDAN, Linda Bolton, back in the studio this morning and so happy to have with me Jason Rome, who heads up the Fisher Theater, our beautiful, beautiful Fisher Theater that has been uh, almost completely restored, still working on, <laughs> it's still a work in progress, but it's sure wonderful compared to where it was a few years ago. And good morning, and thanks for being here. Yeah, hey, good morning. Jason Jason got here early for a change, and we, we, we got to catch up on, on family, because he and Melissa are family yeah. after all these years, and uh, so I got to hear about the kids and what's going on with with them, and uh, so it, it was a joy to sit here and talk to you. So thanks for coming in. <laughs> I it's, I, yes, it's always uh, it's always interesting. Yes, well, and I know it's always a joy to talk about your kids because they're pretty fabulous. They're pretty good kids. They yeah. really are. Blame their mother for that, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> that's a smart way to go. I, I know I know where to put my money. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's easy. Okay, so <laughs> give us an update, Jason Rome. On what's uh, how the Fisher Theater is, how the whole project is overall. Yeah. Uh, the renovation, which you've tried to stress repeatedly, is not done. Right. So, and the reason I want to ask you this mm-hmm. is because I just had somebody tell me a story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this stuff. Wait um, on me. <laughs> yeah, I know you're gonna love it. So, so I had a friend who told me that she had friends mm. who went to see Elf. Okay. Three ladies who went to see Elf. Mm-hmm. But instead of talking about how wonderful the production was, all they could talk about afterwards mm-hmm. is how small the seats are. Yeah. And and they were very upset, and they're never going to go back to the Fisher because the seats are too small. Now, why, Jason, are the seats too small? That is a, hey, what a great gotcha question to get to. No, it's, um, it is a good question. And um, if it's not, you know, seats and parking are kind of the two yeah. largest areas of concern that most folks have. And um, the parking is sort of, sort of an illusion, sort of not. The seats, um, the, the straight answer is this. When, um, you know, for, for those who are unaware, you know, the Fisher Theater has gotten to the point that it is today um, only by the gratitude of, of Julius Hegler. Um, he came in single-handedly and yes. funded uh, the project, and the project began with Julius's only intention of just keeping the theater alive, meaning structural improvements. And we forget that. Yeah, uh, that this, this all started exercise. out. Yeah, we'll step up and we'll help you. We just so we don't completely lose it. Right. Well, that sure morphed. Well, the uh, it really know, did. Yeah, as as you know, and I wasn't there to see this, but from talking to folks, you know, who knew him and who were there, you know, members of my board of directors and folks like that, um, you know, every day or week that he would come in and see the progress, he was that much more excited. And you know, once you know, once you know, phase one was complete. Well, you know what? Maybe we can do this, and maybe we should sure. do that. And, may, and so he he just kept the ball rolling. And I, I tell the story that it's it's very much if you're a Princess Bride fan, you know, it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. You know, <laughs> good night, Wesley. Uh, sleep well. I'll likely kill you in the morning. You know, yeah. so you had no expectation of you know anything actually happening. But but he he made folks understand that this theater was his passion and his project, and and he. I think had he, he he stayed, you know, with us a bit longer, you know, would have kept kept the project going. So what where I'm getting at is, you know, when, when Julius passed away in July of, of 2019, um, the funding stopped. 
essentially. And it stopped without the theater being really completed in some very practical ways. Um, there were no seats. There were no lights, sound, curtains, a lot of those basic fundamentals that you would need to not just have a theater, but for the fire marshal to grant you occupancy to let people Absolutely. in the building. So the Vermilion Heritage Foundation, which is the, the nonprofit that owns and operates the theater that I've been hired to, to run and manage, um, they had to do what all of us have to do when things aren't necessarily perfect and go wrong with a project in our home, and they had to go out and get a loan, a really big loan. So we borrowed um, uh, more than a half a million, less than a three quarters of a million dollars, and, and went into debt just to have enough money to get seats, to get lights, to get sound, so that you could have a functional theater. So the seats, uh, for, for the three of you ladies out there, if you're listening, um, I do, I, they're, they're not great. Uh, they're not terrible. I mean, they're, yeah, they're essentially reclaimed from uh, movie theaters. Um, there's a company out of Indianapolis that uh, their job, their business is to take those seats, uh, reupholster them, and set them in. So that, that's what we got, because that's essentially what, what could be afforded yeah. uh, at the time. And I have every intention within the next year or so after talking about multiple, you know, all the things that we can and need to improve at the theater. Um, seats are, are one of the things that are pretty high up on the list. And uh, we, we are a member of the League of Historic American Theaters, and that organization is a great resource for things like uh, setting you up with partner entities and affiliate members and companies who, who actually make bespoke theater seating and things like that. So I, I think that in the near future, a capital campaign to, to do a seating drive where folks can sponsor a seat, have your name, and a, on a placard on it forever and ever. You know, I, th I think something like that is, oh, is in cool. order because it, it really is needed. You know, I, the, the theater is an amazing place. The sound in there is great. Um, but if you're not comfortable, you're yeah. likely to not come back. Right. My so, answer was much simpler. Oh, yeah. My response was, <laughs> well, they were probably made before our rear ends got so big. Well, so, <laughs> so that's the fun fact right back in, in 1884 when the theater was built. Absolutely. It actually it was a smaller house and it, it sat 1100 in the same space that we seat 800. So, so yes, uh, the human beings have changed, and some of those and our rears have went not. with us. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 definitely. Something hey, let's I'm aware address of. that other elephant in the room that Ooh. is certainly a part of this whole <laughs> issue, and that's parking. And yeah. parking is tricky. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, now that I am less mobile, which yeah. I find totally irritating, I got to tell you, one of the huge frustrations of my life is my eroding mobility yes. so parking matters to me now mm -hmm. where it never used to uh, and while i'm frustrated and angry about it can't do anything about it it's the way it is yeah um but so parking is one of those things you know we, we became more aware of parking when the mall went in downtown yeah. and everything was closed off and then we had these whole all these issues and arguments about visual uh, visual sense of parking and yes. how far it really was and yeah. how far we perceived it was to get to a front door. That's that illusion kind of and, thing. And so it, about, the yeah. same issue really surrounds the fissures. So talk a little bit sure. about that mm -hmm. and where you see that going because I think if we can get people comfortable with it, if we can get them to start figuring out it's okay, yeah. it's not a U of I after a football game it's it you can right. you can manage it it's okay it's doing it that I think is the yeah, challenge it's, it's also improvable though too you know I'm not I, I, I don't want to come across as being apologist for all the things that sure actually do need to be improved Understand. Um, right um, but no it's 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 it is an interesting concern, and um, you know, in my in my spare time, um, one of the side projects that, that we're working on is uh, to to sort out if there is property that we might be able to acquire the Vermilion Heritage Foundation. And I've had conversations with the city, with donors, in, in ways to try to maybe 
add additional parking on our own. Um, I do know that the city is in the middle of or wrapping up a, a traffic and parking study downtown, if I understand correctly. So I know the city is a good partner with this. And, um, you know, so, so, so taking what exists um, and improving it is something that, that I've been working with folks like the city and, and they're, they're very receptive and understand, um, you know, the theater being up and running is, is a huge, it's going to have a huge impact and ha is having a huge impact uh, on businesses well-being, all these things. So it's it's a good thing in general, and making it more accessible, more usable is, is definitely something we can do. Um, it's just like anything else, so it just takes time and money. Well, um, but uh, but but there's that. Um, the other thing that that you know, once I can grow the theater's operations and we can sustain things like a valet service, I think that's something that will help out an awful lot too. On the north doors on Harrison Street, um, when the city had had uh, done the Harrison Street project and repaved and handled all the drainage issues and things like that, um, you know, one of the things they did was created a loading zone on that north side mm -hmm. of our building. Um, and I think in the future, that's something that what I, I would like to turn that into a valley parking area so that when we do have events with lots of folks attending, um, there's an option. Wouldn't that for be folks. cool? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely doable. Um, and again, it's the, 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 the largest challenge that I've had since I've taken over this, you know, dream of operating this theater and what that would look like is patience. That, that is it. I've, <laughs> I've, I've oddly enough, um, we've been fundraising well. I mean, even during a pandemic, we've been paying our bills and growing uh, we've we've added brand new front doors we've you know we, you know all these things that we've been doing even now when most of our sister venues are closing down um, we've actually been improving so if we can continue this momentum now um, you know once once we we really get going right once we've got at least how to move forward in a you know post-introduction to, to COVID-19 world, whatever that is, you know, call it a new normal, call it whatever. We just have to get used to living again. And whatever that looks like, um, I think that we'll be much, much stronger, obviously, if we can operate this way during yeah. this time. I just want to give you a chance to, to yeah. take a shot at that because yeah, no, it's, those are the things that people are aware absolutely. of, and but they're works in progress. Absolutely. So be patient, support the theater, yeah. and we'll get there. Yeah. And we're going to go to break and be back in just a moment. We're going to talk about all the cool stuff going on this holiday at the Fisher in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Jason Rome, who heads the uh, Fisher Theater, uh, one of the true jewels of our community and Gosh, it's just, you know, when you stop and think about uh, when Julia's invested so much time and effort and so much money mm -hmm. to help keep that project going after so many years. Oh, my Lord. So many years of, yeah. gee, if only. Gee, I wish. And, and, and nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. It just sat there. And then finally he got it going. And when you see the progress, it's just stunning i'm sorry yeah i i gotta admit i'm i'm a you know i i remember growing up in that theater and and to me every time i walk in there i think it's a miracle that it's where it's at and and so much is actually happening with so much potential so let's talk right now sure about the holidays and what you have planned for the Fisher. Yeah, so we're actually coming coming in hot out of a lot of activity already. Yeah, I mean, just, just this been weekend, busy. Yeah, just this weekend we host the Danville Symphony Orchestra's Christmas concert, and that nearly sold out. Um, 
they brought in a guest artist who was from Vegas, who is a Sinatra-styled singer, um, you know, more of a big band sound with the orchestra. So there's that show. We had um, the, the Danville Barbershop Chorus did their show on Saturday. We had, you know, a movie. We showed Miracle on 34th Street Friday night, and then the, the, the Night of Lights Parade, too. So we had about four events in three days. Um, and to kind of keep that moving, this, this coming Friday, uh, the 10th, um, we decided to to reload and relaunch a Winter Sounds concert again. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ashton was talking about that. Yeah, so it's um, Winter Sounds. It's you know obviously a takeoff of Summer Sounds, right? Because why reinvent the wheel? But uh, you know, last year we did that when the theater was fundamentally dark. We couldn't have anybody in, you know, for occupancy restrictions. But we could have, you know, we we could do things in the theater. And so we what we did was we we pulled together a lot of local musicians um, who had essentially been out of work um, and hadn't. Had had a chance to earn money. Um, and uh, a, a few of us nonprofits in the area um, got together and we've come back together to do it again this year. It's, you know, ourselves at the Vermilion Heritage Foundation, um, the Danville Public Library Foundation and the DAC Foundation, um, just to kind of keep that, you know, spirit of camaraderie together, decided we're going to do it again. Um, we'll get some local-ish musicians. We've got folks from Champaign all around coming in. Um, you know, to, to do a great big Christmas concert again. And um, it's an interesting twist this year. We can actually have people in, in the house. But uh, to kind of keep that spirit of Christmas uh, that we, we started the first one with, we decided to do a very atypical ticketing structure. So um, tickets for adults, it's just general admission, but tickets are $20 a piece. Um, kids are five bucks, nice and simple. And we're asking that you pay that $20 ticket price, knowing that it's probably more than what you would pay to see a show with some local musicians in it. But we're doing that because we're giving about at least 300 tickets away, so about half of what would be the house away with some other partner organizations. Oh, cool. So that those tickets can get in the hands of folks who, who might not be able to enjoy something like this right through the holidays so we've reached out to organizations like the Danville YMCA uh, United Way uh, Chris um, those folks and a few more to to distribute tickets um, to to folks who, who just maybe financially wouldn't be able to see a show so it, like I said the last year it was to try to help get the musicians some work so that they and their families could have a Christmas um, and just to get some music out to people via a live stream when we had all been mostly dark and you know it was just a, a good idea and so this isn't a money maker. It's not a money grab per se, but it's something that we think is going to be a pretty high level of entertainment. And, um, and honestly, just the, the way we can kind of help the community that way, that was, that was my, uh, my bent in all of this is to yeah. have a show that was primarily focused on, you know, local folks, local musicians, and just giving our community an opportunity to, to just, you know, have a little bit of fun this Christmas, especially for those who, who just might not otherwise be able to. So, well, and a lot yeah. of people don't realize so you have, and we'll talk more about what else you have going on between now and Christmas, but yeah. um, you also have, uh, the, the, the theater is actually a very busy place, much more so than I think most people understand. So yeah. so I'm sitting here, as as I mentioned this morning, it's like, I, I'm supposed to be at two events at the Fisher on <laughs> Monday. So, I mean, you've got constantly got things going on there yeah. that are not not a general public event, but, but it's busy and it's active yeah, and it's happening. We have a lot of private events. Uh, the Danville Ro Noon Rotary Club meets at the theater every, every Monday. Um, any nonprofit or service club that's wanted to use the place for a meeting, uh, you know, those kinds of things. I, you know, my, 
I've told my board when I stepped up, the number one thing that, that, that I see my job as doing is really making sure the community understands, without a doubt, that we are first and foremost a charitable foundation. Um, the Vermilion Heritage Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit charitable foundation. And if I'm going to be going out into the community and talking to the Linda Boltons of the world and asking you for support financially or otherwise, um, we can't just be another venue that does mm -hmm. cool things uh, because why, why would you want to donate funds to that? So that's that's really where all, you know, I've, I've driven myself and our, and our team that we've got there to to essentially make sure that the theater is available to the community and doing everything we possibly can. And that, that goes back to the beginning of this year when we opened our doors to, you know, the, the health department and the National Guard to make the theater a space for mass vaccination clinics to, again, service clubs meet there. Um, I've, I've had folks who have reached out and said that they have a loved one who's on hospice who never got to see, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz in the theater. And so, you know, I've pulled together myself and some volunteers and staff, and we've done sort of you know, hillbilly make a wish kind of, you know, yeah. we're, we just invited folks well, in. So, and I know that that's what Julius wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to say, to be used. Um, that's uh, what you're doing right now. And, and it's real important for everybody to understand that what you're doing is not only presenting a theater, a historical theater that has been renovated and is now open for public events. You are finding new and different ways to get people into the theater, to experience it, and eventually, I mean, I just don't think you walk into that place without becoming a supporter of it. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a wonderful experience. And, it's, yeah. and it makes it part of the whole community. We're going to take a break, be back, uh, and finish up talking about what's going on and looking forward. We'll do that in a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Jason Rome, who is the executive director of the Fisher Theater um, and all its wonderment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and certainly this time of year, your marquee program has been real successful. People have yeah. loved that. Yeah. Uh, but right now, let's focus real quick on on upcoming things between now and and uh, the the holiday. Yeah, sure. So 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 for the rest of the year for basically. Um, like I mentioned, we've got the Winter Sounds concert, which you can get tickets online at our website. Um, you can see the event on Facebook. Um, this weekend, we're going to be showing the film Home Alone. Mm. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Sunday at 2 o'clock. Um, the following week, um, like I said, we're got to, trying to remember all the public events. Um, the following week, Friday night, we're going to show the um, sing-along version of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> And, yeah, and then Saturday and Sunday, this is the weekend right prior to Christmas, the 18th and the 19th, um, we're going to show It's a Wonderful Life. So Saturday night and then Sunday afternoon. Wow, to see It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's and then I'm, I'm working, again, I, you know, just, just kind of doing things normally isn't, isn't generally enough for us. So um, we're, we're working on reaching out to, um, I don't want to jump the shark, but uh, we're, we've been talking with the Salvation Army. We, we've had a program where, um, I'm, I'm piloting it, where, you know, once a month or however often we can do it. We want to try to partner with a nonprofit in the community mm -hmm. who, um, you know, does good things for the community and, and, and try to find a way to use the theater to help 
other folks too. And um, so we've we've had a program where um, you know a nonprofit will will partner, and essentially since we're doing donations at the door, we'll just split and give them a, a certain percentage of the proceeds at the door and allow them to sort of highlight their story and what they do and raise a little bit of money for them. You know, use the theater to again help others. And so uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get and I, and again I hope I'm not jumping the shark, but I'm, I'm going to work to get uh, the Salvation Army partnered with. Um, for the Saturday night show for uh, It's a Very Wonderful cool. Life. Um, I'd love to see, you know, a Santa Claus and bell ringers out in front of the theater because I think we can help Absolutely. those folks out a lot. Perfect. Um, yeah, you know, and again, that's that's right before Christmas, so it, it, if it you, might help if them If you can't get joy up. in your heart with It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. there's something wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, and it's a perfect movie for the theater, right? It's just sure. it's the, the, the timing, the no, I'm you know, overall. Yep, yep, I'm a fan. Are you doing anything special for New Year's? No. Um, this year, we decided to take New Year's. I know. We, you mean we, you and Melissa get to actually celebrate? Well, and then I also, you know, our volunteers, too. Again, Your I, volunteers. So, so real quick, if I can, you know, I a lot of folks know Crystal Bivens and Cameron Sheets work with me at the theater. Um, they've both stepped on right into the heat of battle as we've kind of launched into a lot of this activity and um, are doing amazing. And with them, we're able to do all these things. You know, it's not just myself. Um, and we've got, a, you know, an army of volunteers that make this thing work. And we've put in a lot of work. And I think between Christmas and New Year's, we're actually going to try to let folks spend some time with their families. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Yeah. The, the yeah. goal was to do a big gala event for New Year's Eve because it was on a Friday. and we were, But with, you know, the pandemic and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Just thought um, that this would be a, a good So way that to said, uh, real quick, because sure. we only got a couple minutes left, but okay. let's talk real quick about what you see in the coming year. Yeah. And then we're going to have you back in January and we're going to talk more specifically about projects. Cool. But yeah. What, what's a couple of things you're thinking of as we go forward? Yeah. So, so I'm working on, you know, our, our, our fiscal year starts in January. And so we're going to be approving our budget. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, and, you know, the budget I've put together doubles um, what we've been doing. Um, and I think that's very reasonable and logical and normal for a startup business like us coming out of the activity we're having. And what that means is coupled with, you know, we've, we've been awarded a grant from the Julius W. Hegler II Foundation to build a dressing room and a green room space off of Finally. stage, right? Yeah. Yep. So so with us being able to have a, you know, you mentioned all the things that we don't have, um, a dressing room is one of those things. So all of the live acts that we've had have all had to deal with, you know, no bathroom backstage, no place to get ready, really, that we've not had to get creative with. So, you know, if we're able to, to, to move forward and complete that project this spring, um, and I, I think it opens up the floodgates for oh, us it to, does. To, to not just increase the level of activity. We've been really busy, um, but what we can do is ratchet up the, the, the quality of what we're doing. So we're talking, you know, more national touring acts. Uh, th those kinds of things become really relevant really fast. And, and um, also just the level of complexity of what we can present on the stage increases, not just for our, our local, you know, nonprofit arts groups, but also for professional groups. I've been speaking with uh, groups out of Nashville that are, you know, theater groups, uh, Chicago comedy troops, um, you name it. So um, That's the future, exciting. yeah, the future is bright. Again, you know, I, I we're not doing nearly the things that I am satisfied with us doing, right? And and it's not just because I'm a perfectionist, but it's just because there are, there are, there's so many more amazing things we can produce on that stage. But keeping in mind that we were a startup and we started off hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. You know, it, and then you had a pandemic. Yeah, and then a pandemic, right? You know, so so produce. <laughs> one of the things that bankrupted a lot of venues like us is 
booking a lot of gigs because you've got to put a deposit down on those contracts, which is the cash out of your bank account. So if you put deposits out on contracts, if you get real busy and book your calendar out, that also means you have very little operating cash. And so when you leverage your cash that way, and then all of a sudden you can't be as busy, or you just don't know month to month if you can have 50 people in your building, 200, zero, full house, um, those concerts that kept getting postponed and postponed. That's why venues were going out of business, uh, because a lot of their cash were stuck on these deposits for contracts for shows that didn't actually get to happen or got postponed. And they never got to sell their beer and wine and soda and popcorn, and they never got to sell more tickets. And so, so that's what crippled financially a lot of groups. So our infancy is actually what's helped us sustain through the pandemic from a business sense. It's a really interesting you know, study, you know, if we want to look back and do kind of a postmortem on how we succeeded in a pandemic. Um, but coming out of that, now we're going to be able to start to invest in some of those, those deposits on those contracts for, for things that are going to increase you know, the, the interest level of what we're doing. Just the whole uh, um, dressing room, bathroom yep. issue. Huge. Backstage is going to make – it's going to be such a, yep. uh, an opportunity to bring in uh, folks from outside, which – Again, expands the horizons yep. for the Just city and increases and it's the level a, of complexity of things yeah, you can do. It's a good thing. It's yep. a good thing. Yeah, the future's bright. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, people can donate to the Fisher if they'd like to, if they've <laughs> got some cash this holiday. Yes, we have a Friends of the Fisher program, which is an annual giving program for, for, for levels, all, all, all types, all ways, shapes, and forms, right? If, if you can afford Every dollar counts. <laughs> Visit our website, um, fishertheater.com or atthefisher.com. Call me, stop by the theater, throw a rock at my window if you see the light on in the the northeast corner. Um, (laughs) But yeah, again, we are a charity and we we do a lot um, for the community above just putting on shows. We we help a lot of organizations out. Get in there and give them and support the, the, the events anytime you can. And there's an event. Go, go enjoy it it's and experience. the best way you can support the theater. Absolutely. Just, just use it with us. We'll right? talk again after the first of the year. Thank you, Linda. Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. the Rome Bodensteiner family. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas it's to Good you to see you. Take care. Um, join me tomorrow. Sue Richter will be here. So you can go to Winter Sounds Friday night and then uh, over the weekend, open house at the museum. So join us tomorrow as we talk about that Christmas open house on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.